0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the I Love Me podcast, where we talk about self-love, positivity, and how to be whoever the hell you want to be. My name is Thor, and I'm joined by a very special, long-awaited, long-anticipated guest, Susan. And I thought I'd just let her give a little introduction about herself. Hi, Susan.
1: Hi, Thor. How are you? I'm fine.
0: So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, so, my name is Susan Everest-Simon. I'm a fourth-year international student taking Bachelor of Commerce, unfortunately. <laughs> and <laughs> Sadly. Um, <laughs> I'm from Tanzania, a very beautiful country in East Africa. It's near Kenya and Uganda nice so
0: this time we're going into this podcast a little differently we're taking a little switch we're switching things up in this podcast so normally the first question i ask you is about your negative experiences and of course we're going to get to that but first i want to ask you what is the best piece of advice you have ever received in your life
1: um i think the best piece of advice not received actually read somewhere Um, I think I read somewhere that if it doesn't, if it makes you happy, it does not have to mean anything to someone else. And I think that was actually the best piece of advice that I will ever read because in this, in the world of today, most people are always looking, are always acting according to other people. Are always thinking, what if if I do this? Um, will someone be impressed? Will someone like me? Will someone yeah. love me? And I think life is too short. And if you like something, just go for it. And if it makes you happy, at least when you do it, you'll die happy. You know? Period. So, yeah. So, <laughs> that, that that is the best advice that I've ever read. I've, I actually read it from Pinterest. So, but it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Don't worry. No matter where it comes from, it's still going to be a value. It could come from like a wonton cookie. I mean, a fortune cookie, but it would still be the most meaningful thing ever. So, let's just hop straight into it have you ever had any negative experiences within your life?
1: So I'm going to talk about the biggest negative experience that you and I can relate to, racism. Mm. And I know for any white person out there or any person who does not care about racism will be like, oh no, we're doing this again. Why are we talking about this again? But I think if people, if people colonized us for 400 years, I think Yes, we will talk about it. In fact, if it will take 1000 years, if it will take 2000 years, to talk about it because the effects of what they did in the past still affect us still today. Exactly. So, we're going to talk about it till it gets through. Yep. Um, you know, till when I go outside, people do not stare at me because mm. of the color of my skin. Yeah. So, I'm just going to jump in. Go ahead, go for it. <laughs> um. So before I moved to Canada, before I made a very big decision of becoming an international student, when I was back home, racism was not an issue. And I'm not talking about it because I come from a black country and all of that. All of that. I'm talking about. I had never even thought about racism. Yeah. I had never heard of it. You know, I just thought the whole the world is a happy place, and according to Hollywood movies, everything is beautiful and winter is warm. That was such a big lie, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, so I had never thought about it until I made a, my first trip. And, in fact, until I became a student here in, I mean, I became a university student. Before, and until I noticed the microaggressions, then I was like, oh, yeah, racism exists. Yeah. Because before, I traveled to U.S. one time, before I finished high school. And in the airport, the... Um I, I had this like cornrows and shit and um the TS checkouts, TS whatever. T yeah. yeah, security and whatever. So he ch- checked me in my braids and I was like, What are you looking for? I you I think I'm hiding something there. But at that moment when I was something like fifteen years old or sixteen, I was like, you know what? It's nothing. Maybe this is all normal procedure. Yeah,
0: it's a part of the whole plan that they have.
1: Yeah. And I did not know about that. But then when I moved here, I was like, oh, no. Whatever he did that time, that was not okay. Yeah. So when I came here, okay, and I was... The biggest thing that I noticed is the employment practices that are here. We all know that Sackville is the most white place ever. And black people can be counted. I Like, you can know if you're black people. Mm -hmm. So... The biggest thing I noticed, and I, besides the normal staring in Timortons, the racism all around and the name calling and whatever, the biggest thing I noticed is when you apply for a job, you have to go out a lot yeah. to get that job. Yeah. And you, you have to, first of all, when you're applying for, when even resume and stuff, you have to make it so white, you know, you have to <laughs> decorate it and shit. <laughs> and, and and all that and even if you apply for it you may pass the initial resume check you may not but most of the times as black people or as colored people we don't actually pass because they notice they're like mm, no yeah. <laughs> we, we don't want you because they just have this assumption that we're not competent enough to get that kind of job and then when you get through that initial resume check Then you go to the interview. Then that is the hard part. That's why it comes. Because you have to do this thing called code switching, which I actually learned it yesterday in a movie. I watched this movie with a friend of mine. So code switching, let me just explain it a little bit. Go ahead. Um, Go off. Go off. Cold is when a colored person has to change the way they talk, the way they dress. And um, if they're loud, they have to be, you know, humble and uh, quiet so that they can um, be favorable. I mean, or they can uh, impress. Yes, that's a good word. They can impress their employers. So every I, I, a lot of jobs. Okay, my friends are like, oh, you have an interview. Can you act white? That is the biggest question. And. They don't mean any harm. They actually what? are concerned about me. You know, they're like, w- "Can you act white?" Even themselves. I all I, I I have a lot of colored friends. Um. So even themselves, they act white. You've changed your accent, and you're like, "Oh yeah," you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like cheerful and everything. It's not like the way I talk to my t- back home or anything. And all of that in an interview and all. It's 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 sad, honestly, because. I just, I want to talk normally. I want to talk without feeling anxiety that what if I don't speak when I misspell just like one word and he does. they don't pick me, you yeah. know? You have to go through grammar. Even in my email checking, you know, you're writing that email letter, you pass it through grammar just in case so that they just don't miss you out because you missed out a spelling and all that. And um, that is actually... That, that is unfortunate that is completely unfortunate and um then you pass through the interview and the call switching continues even at work you cannot you have you cannot act all loud again or you cannot act all african i don't know I'm thinking, but you have to act white You're, yeah
0: within their box of like what they deem acceptable
1: exactly, and you even change the way you speak you right. don't, you don't speak all this, you even change the way you speak. You, cheerful and uh, you have to agree that you like rice and boiled broccoli in the talks (laughs) just to fit in and um honestly it's a it's it's sad and it's but what what can we do because as international students you still have to get a job yeah see people forget people forget that when this when we say white privilege we don't even mean the colonialism and the Major effects, the police brutality. We mean these little little things. The privilege that a white person can apply for a job and can be themselves, and then can, they can get a lot of ours Even though i they they don't have to worry about little mistake to be fired. But as an international student, I still I have to, I still have to apply for a lot of jobs, and then when I get one, I have to do a lot to to get it. Not only just to be a good employer, but all of that, you know, you have to. Even when your boss gives you less hours, you still have to act quaint. You know, you have to be like, oh, humble and shit. Yeah. So, um, that 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 is, yeah, that is very unfortunate. Yeah,
0: like I can definitely agree with you because I can tell you the amount of times, like this summer, I'm so thankful to be working for CHMA. But like the amount of times I applied for jobs, like beforehand or like before this, and. Every time I can promise you people's perceptions of me was like I was hard to work with. Or, like, I was too loud and rambunctious to be in, like, a proper place. But I'm like, I'm not diminishing my light just so you could shine more and so I could fit into the box that you deem acceptable for me to be in. Mm -hmm. That's not happening and that's not working. And when I hear you speak about these things, I hear you speak, like, from passion and with vigor about it. Because I feel like maybe somehow you experience these things that you've Mm -hmm. been through, that you're speaking about. And... I, I feel like you're speaking from ex past experiences that you've been through.
1: Um, yes. <laughs> and um when you called me on this talk, I was like, I'm still gonna talk about it, though I have great fear that once I'm done here, <laughs> but um I think it has to be out there. I worked for a Pizza restaurant, um starting from last year, and I thought everything was going well, you know. Once again, they did not they don't say anything. They're just like, good work, Susan. Or maybe um they don't add, criticize on everything. So I was like, oh, everything's going well. Yeah. And um then I went for a winter break back home. And uh, of course, I have to go back home and see my parents. You know, you haven't seen them for a long time. Another privilege of white privilege, because for some white people, they can just fly across the country and get to their parents. But for us, you have to wait till the sun rises to the west. <laughs> I, I'm just joking. But yeah, <laughs> it, it's very like, it's very expensive to fly yeah. back home. So I went back home and then when I came back, that's when problems started. Okay. So I came back when I was self-assisted, I sent them an email a procedure, you know, as an employee. And I was like, hi, hello, sir. Like, um, I back in Canada going to go in self-isolation and I did negative tests, COVID, whatever. And uh will I be coming to work when I'm done? And they did not reply to me at all. And for one moment, I even do you know the anxiety of being an international student staying yeah. in your room? With n- not earning, not yeah. thinking, how am I going to pay my rent next month, okay? Thinking, how am I going to pay my power bills? How am I going to pay my wifi bills? And then they don't answer anything. And I'm like, okay, maybe. You know, sometimes you're like, I need to believe good in people. So I'm like, you know what? The email went to spam. He did not see it. Come on. <laughs> and then when I was done with my self-isolation... I went to see them mm-hmm. in person. I was like, Hi, um, I'm here. So let's talk about this. Do you guys have any hours for me or am I fired? Because no reply, you may never know whether yeah. you're fired or not. So and then they just said, um, no, um, we don't have hours for you right now because of the pandemic and all that. And I was like, hmm, okay, okay. You know, pandemic cool. hits. Mm-hmm. Negative effects. We're all suffering. Yeah, Still suffering. <laughs> but okay, no problem. And then two months pass by, okay? And I'm just chilling in Sackville, doing my causes and all that. And I go back again. And I'm like, because see, the reason why I went back this time, it's because I saw like um, a new person working there. Mm. And I was like, Wait a minute. Where, where are you from? Wait, exactly. How you get here? I was like, wait a minute. So they don't have more hours, but they are people, new people working. I was like, wait a minute. Did I miss something? Yeah. You know? And uh, so I went back. But I did not tell them that I saw me just acting, you know? So I went back. And still, the answer was still this, the same, okay? They're like, no hours and whatever and all that and i was like okay good i'm um, fine then i won't disturb you anymore you know yeah. it's good we're not gonna I'm, gonna I'm not gonna come to you if you want if you guys have something to me then just email me and then then there was a time i think it was march late march or early april i don't know i'm not good with dates um so they again invited me and I, I, I walked there for a few hours and th- those were the last hours that I will ever walk there again because then what followed from there was just a downhill you know so after I was done that a message was sent to me I can actually I have actually forgotten something um. so there was another shift mm-hmm. and they say to me um, let me let me read it here
0: Pull up the receipts, honey. Pull up the receipts. Let me
1: read it here, okay? And because I did not, I had not picked my pay yet. And they were like, hi, your pay is here. I will not need you this weekend. We're cutting back hours for the summer. And I was like, thank you. I'll come to pick it up. So until then, I was like, you know what? Cut hours for the summer. I won't disturb you anymore. And the semester ended, okay? Semester ended. And so... The summer is starting. Let's say to me summer starts for me. I yeah. I think basically that's when school closes. Yeah, basically that's the time when everyone starts working. You know you work from May to August, so yeah. yeah. So summer starts for me it starts for me. And one day I order a pizza from them. I'm sitting in my room and I'm like, should treat myself. Am I broke, yes? But should treat myself. And then I go there and (laughs) I, I just s- caught the joke, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a moment. Okay. Now. <laughs> um. So I go there, I pick up my pizza, and I see a part-time person like me working. And oh. imagine the shock. Imagine thinking, hmm, once again, they don't, but... Why do I see everyone working like everyone every worker was working except me specifically okay Okay maybe I don't know about that that people made not. But every person who let's say yeah like was working okay And I from you know the that that was the moment I was like do you guys not want me back yeah you know and I was like I, I, what games are we playing here? You keep on saying you don't have hours, but here here you are with your staff. They seem very busy cooking, chopping, whatever, walking around. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so everyone is doing their stuff and they seem very busy and you look as if you need your help. So I want to know am I fired or are, are we just playing games here? Yeah. And yes, I got very angry from
0: there. As you should.
1: And uh, I tried to send a very humble message the first time and they were still sorry. Then one day I woke up and I was like, you know what, I'm going to send them. I drafted a whole email <laughs> in grammar, uh, like a whole paragraph and shit. And I drafted it and sent it to them. I was all like, "Um, you're racist, call them out and all that. Because it does not make sense. And I should have seen the red flags because even before when last year... When they hired me, they were like, "Ah, um, yeah, you can just learn from, you know, your coworkers and all that." So I learned from other people. But then they hired this another white guy, and they were teaching him, you know, nurturing him, telling oh. him, "Oh, this is how you answer phones." And I was like, "Oh, he gets the special, you know? He yeah, gets, he gets the special. Wow, he's answering phones now." I was like, "Hmm," and for. Honestly, for one moment, my confidence went down because I was like, "Did you?" I was like, "So, am I? Is my English not good enough for me to answer phones, or uh, like, what does he have to offer that I don't have?" Mm. You know. And from that moment, self-doubt comes inside you. But then you're like, you "No, know what? It's okay." Um. It's fine. I'm working. But then your hours started getting cut off, you know, instead of working uh, 10 hours, because I, I, again, I was not that, I can say I was not that experienced like other people, but I was fine with the hours they were giving me, you know, anything you get. It helps. It helps. But then the hours started decreasing very, very fast. And that was even before the pandemic hit us, like very, they, they just decreased. And I was like, okay. Okay, but I'm still earning, but okay, but I see other people, you know, going in for 18 hours, but it's fine. No, it's no problem. Yeah. But then when I was writing that email, that's everything just rushed back. I was like, I just drafted a whole email. I even passed it to my friend so that I was like, can you please pass it so that it does not seem rude? <laughs> because I wrote it with a lot of anger, you yeah. know? Yeah. I, I wrote that and of course came back to me at the pipe back like no I'm shocked I'm taken back that you call me racist. I was like, mm-hmm. That's all people what all people say, but we all know how you treated me. But that chapter is closed and no more going there, you know. I was like, some people cannot be educated. Mm-hmm. You no, know, yeah. some people, you just leave them the way they are. So that chapter is like, still ordering from them because even though you know, some you know, it's not enabling racism. Okay, it's just I don't know. I just we just pushed it. I was like, I said what I said, and I'm moving on. Yeah, that that's on you. But I said what I said. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was not a great thing for me. Gave me a lot of anxiety, but. I'm sorry you had to
0: go through that and like the thing is people expect you especially when you're working in these environments the stereotype is that if you have an emotion like if black people have an emotion it's seen as something else and not as valid because we should feel grateful that we have this job or we should feel grateful that we are in this place Mm -hmm. I understand that I should feel grateful but I still have a right to have an emotion and my emotion should not be stereotyped as I'm an angry black man or as she's an angry black woman you're you, What you're doing is you're invalidating my feelings when you put those stereotypes upon me. And then you're invalidating how my sense of right to have feeling in a country that's supposed to be free for all. Mm. So when you do these things, you're reverting back to like these old forms of like how people used to be treated. And so it's like deep seated within the era of, mm black people not feeling worthy or black people not feeling enough to simply have the feelings and emotions that they should be entitled to. Mm
1: -hmm. I, that you speak a lot, you speak a lot. And honestly, this is has opened my eyes a lot because when I was back home, white people are worshipped regardless, whether you're from Europe, whether you're from Australia, whether you're, that's true. They, people worship them. And Unfortunately, I hate to say this, but I was one of them. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not my fault. It's colonialism. They have pictured themselves. You know, when they came to our countries to plunder our, our gold, to cut our trees, to make them richer. They made this like they were superior and they were doing us a favor. So there is a lot of white supremacy back home. But right now, I'm all like, no. Yeah. No more. No more worshiping, no more idolizing, you know? None of that. And the moment that, that like, when I open my, eye, my eyes now, I notice a lot of stuff, you know? I notice um, even the staring. <laughs> I, I cannot tell you how many times when I go inside Tim Hortons and I Listen, get stared that. It's just, nah. <laughs> wild.
0: Mm-mm. It's wild. Mm-mm. Like, when I go back home, like, the dramatic difference between how... Okay, hold on. Let, let me rephrase this. <laughs> when I go home, you could see the difference between how the natives are treated and how tourists are treated. Mm. Tourists are the number one... tourist. Tourism is the number one industry in the Bahamas. Mm. And it's mainly driven between the U.S. because we are close proximity to U.S. and North America. Mm. And when we see people from these countries it's always like hi hello ma'am how are you welcome to this and this place my name is this and this person how am I, how am i able to assist you today mm. when we see a native what's up what do you need what's going on mm. like how can i help what you want mm. like it's not that same courtesy that we give to people who are foreign to our country mm. and I'm not gonna lie I used to be one of those people like I used to work in customer service although I used to like um I can be honest I can be honest here (laughs) although I used to like go above and beyond with for my job regardless I would go above and beyond more for someone who was not a part of my country Mm -hmm. than someone who was a part of my country Mm -hmm. and that's something I had to learn because I don't want my own people to feel diminished in their own country. Mm -hmm. I don't want my own people to experience colorism, any sort of prevalence within the Black community that we face abroad that they face here. I don't want that to happen and I don't want to be a part of that community that does that, essentially. So I'm going to treat everyone the same, treat everyone with respect. And until you cross that line, then I have to pop off. But (laughs) yeah, like I'm just trying to like change my perspective because of the experiences I've been through that has opened my eyes to a lot more. Sometimes that even though I was a part of like that community that treated foreigners better, I would also not judge them the same, you know? Like, in the Bahamas, there's this stigma of, like, the first thing we notice about you is not your face, not your color, not your height, but it's, like, your body weight. And that's, like, the biggest thing that we notice in the Bahamas. Like, the first thing, I if I hop off the plane and see my family, they'll either be like, oh, you gained so much weight or you lost so much weight. So, when you, and, like, when we see tourists, it's not like, oh, this big man so fat but like if we see a bahamian it's that same thing and like we don't treat them with the same positivity in our bodies and like that we treat with our natives and i just find that to be so wrong
1: um speaking of that that is completely true yeah you cannot um body issues are major issues back home literally the amount of times when i meet my aunties and uncles it's not even how are you it's Wow, you've gained weight. I'm yes. Like, Get to know me first, you know, before you. Exactly. <laughs> Can you at least ask me how was I? How was university? Exactly. No, 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 no. You've gained weight. What happened? I was like, I'm like, wow. <laughs> wow. <Okay>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yes, body issues are a lot back home. And um, a lot of people and it's never, it's always, you never know where to stay because there is too fat. And then there is too thin. Yeah. So you're just like, um, where should I sit? You know, it's always like, um, uh, maybe your arms, you should reduce them a little bit, and maybe no, maybe increase, maybe eat more because we cannot see anything. yeah, you can see your bones. And um, honestly, body issues have been a very major issue fact in my. Like in my upbringing I remember when I was in primary school That was the first thing That I, I was very sensitive about my body And uh, not because of bullies And not because of bullies at school And wherever. It's because of even the home that I grew up with um, See, I grew up with um, a Wow, I'm going deep into I want to say Dive in It's the <laughs> I Love Me podcast Dive in <laughs> So I grew up in um, in a house where my mom is a nutritionist. Um. So, yes, she is a healthy person. Still a healthy person. Till today. Yeah. Till today. So, yes, she did not miss a, a second, a moment to remind me that I should be thin. And so the, like, the criticism that I received from her built. Me into such a strong person in such a way. Now, body issues are not a thing to me anymore. You know, when you receive it from someone close to you, you it, it hurts you. It hurts you till the moment it just does not hurt you anymore. Yeah, you're <laughs> you, numb. You just numb. Okay, just like yes. Do I have like, mixed up? Yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yes, I noticed that. <laughs> so, so yes. So um, and I love her so much. She's an amazing woman. But yes, she reminded me every single time that you have to grow thing. You have to be this. You have to do this. And um, I even started working out, you know. For a moment I worked out, but I did not like the person I was. Because the moment I did not work out for me, I worked out so that I can judge people, can be like, I'm better than you. I am. Mm-hmm. I did six push-ups today. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to me. We're not in the same level. So <laughs> yes, and that's why right now I, my friend, I, my friends know that I'm against working out, not because of yes, workout, but do it for the right reason. Yeah. Do not do it so that for self for vanity issues. You know, to make yourself because the moment people start working on a losing weight, it's a problem. It's a problem. Whole day in the life of gym enthusiast. I'm like no. Gym is not a personal Chill. So, <laughs> it's just the whole thing, okay? So, and I, I also had the people who are like, "Let's go to the gym." I'm like, I'm okay. Don't do this, okay? Yeah. I'm fine. You want to grow thin? Good for you. Growth fit. I'm. I'm. No, I'm doing this thing where I don't sweat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Though I, I'm still a healthy person because I don't wanna die early. So I'm still a healthy person. I take walks. But yes, what what I'm saying is that um you never know where people have come from. So um if I for body issues I try to make people as comfortable as they are because of hearing this constant criticism from my mom. Right now I grew up to be a person who I I I just make sure people who are comfortable in the skin that they are. Because you have to be a reason for people to live, not to commit suicide, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And, like, sometimes parents don't know. They don't know. They're, it's just, like, what they're used to, what they grew up on. This is how their mm-hmm. mom used to talk to them, or this is how their family used to treat them. So when they go, when they do the same thing to you, it's, like, a generational thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes you have to break that generational um, saying that they do just so you cannot put... Your child or your nephew or your niece to do that same thing. Mm. I mean, you might want to so that they can build up that strength that you have. But you sometimes you might not just want to do that because that's not the healthiest thing for the child.
1: Yes, that is completely true. Yeah. As uh, I think as a parent, as a future parent, I'm going to try to raise my child to first be happy with the way they are. And if they want to go to the gym and stay fit... They, it should be their choice. Exactly. You know, it should be their choice. Instead, me pushing them. But of course, I'll still push them to eat vegetables and fruits because you cannot die early. So, exactly. So that... Whatever money I'm paying for your dish and fish, to come back. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about how with your experience with the pizza shop, it made you have low confidence. And then when you were growing up, you were hurt about the things that they said about your body. So when you were also, when you were going through these experiences, both experiences, what feelings went through your, what, let me change. What feelings and thoughts went through your mind during that time?
1: Um, Mostly with, the racism part, mostly it made me angry mm. after the loss of self confidence and self doubt. Um, it made me angry, it made me angry because I could not stand up for myself, it made me angry because I could not go and point it out and shout, Make a scene and leave, <laughs> you know, slam the door and leave. Yeah. Um, and it. Like, I cannot do anything, you know, because usually you have to. You, I, I'm a person who does everything for myself, so that moment I'm, I just feel like helpless, you know. And for the body positivity, it just lowered my self esteem, it just made me and self esteem self doubt. When I'm standing with someone, I check myself, you compare, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like, yeah. I have to be more skinny. Or, yeah, that bitch is fat than me. So, <laughs> I'm better. <laughs> High five. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. So, it made me compare myself a lot. Yeah. Even to a point where things that should not matter, still mattered. I was like, hmm, maybe thin people get speak well. Maybe thin people get um loved. Get like boyfriends and all that, you know? But then... I such a long time i was like then it came a moment i just let go i was like it's it's done you know i just i was i reached i reached the point where i was like no no more doing this no more self um i want to say manipulation um what is the word i'm looking for i forgot it but yeah no more doing that yeah yeah no more doing that
0: yeah and even before we started this podcast i was like looking at myself i was like oh my legs look too big or like oh i look too like too much of this mm-hmm. too much of that mm-hmm. so like i was trying to like find ways to like make myself look more acceptable but like i i always find myself doing that and i always find myself comparing myself to others so when you went through these negative experiences how did you take the stairs to be the person that you are today
1: um so after crying a lot, in the shower, of course, and uh, planning, a lot of voice comments, we said, just kidding, maybe not. Um, (laughs) I, first of all, I realized the situation, and I accepted the situation, because I was like, um, I cannot do anything of what happened to me in the past, the past is the past, but uh, from now on, then, in my, when I'm in any interview that I have right now, when they ask me what I'm expecting from my employers, I'm always like, are you guys open-minded to people, for colored people to work with you? Because mm-hmm. that is the biggest question. Because now I'm going to ask them and if they say yes, I will hold on to them when they when anything happens to me. Because I want to give them an, an advantage at first. Because I'm like, you know what, I asked you guys. If you're open-minded to this. And uh, for my other issues, it's baby steps every day. I know we are always lying to yourself, waking up in the morning and you're like, brush teeth, uh, or wash the face, and self-love. You can do this. It's not that hard, but it is hard. Yeah. It is hard to stand up. Even the most confident people have their places where they self-doubt. Yeah. I believe that I am a confident person I know that's right <laughs> but there is a time when I just take a step back and I'm like no I don't look so good especially I am not a photogenic person even though I look bum as fuck right now yeah, i um, go off girl <laughs> period um, yes I'm a, not a photogenic person so that is where a moment of insecurity creeps in and I'm always like no no No, no, we're not doing this. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, honestly, it's just taking small steps. Make sure you surround yourself with people who take you the way you are. Make sure you surround yourself with things that do not remind you that you're that kind of person. And if you feel like working out will make you self-love, okay do it but do not do it again like I say for wrong reasons if you feel like do the things that make make you do not go back you know yeah. it's like an addiction so in order how to beat an addiction don't do things that makes you you know feel bad but yes it's small steps at a time
0: alright so now that you talk about your small step I have another question for you you mentioned how self love is so hard to do and it's it's not easy. But what are 5 things that you love about yourself?
1: Um so first of all, I love that I'm a strong person. I love that no matter how much a hard situation throws at me, I rise upon that. I'm always like, "Okay. What should I do?" Yeah. Okay, this has happened to me. What should I do? So I love that I can take anything and I can still look like straight face and be like, okay, fine. Yeah. So what can we do, you know? And um, the second thing I love that when I'm passionate about something, they, you can you not know, change my mind. I'm the kind of person who when I love something, I just make sure that I get it. You know, I'm a very stubborn person. So if I want... To like to register in a type type table conflict cause I will email you till when you (laughs) you get me into that (laughs) cause. So yes, I even when I write an internship student, I I went through a lot. Visa process killed me, but but still. But still, I, I, I struggle through. So I am the person who... I want this, I get it. I even got into a situation when I ordered... Um, so we went into this drive-thru in Moncton. And I am i don't like cheese. Please don't attack me.
0: <laughs> I'm with you, though. I don't like cheese either.
1: <laughs> I don't like cheese. So when we went through the drive through and I was like... And they, when it came to my time, I was like, everything but except cheese. And then the, there was all this for. So she was like, what? Again? And... And then my friends were like why didn't you just take it without ch- with cheese I was like no and um the third person I I mean the third quality sorry there, the third quality I think I'm the kind of person who is optimistic you know uh I'm like even though every single time I have like a straight bitch face. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I, I am. I am optimistic because I'm also with a little bit touch of realistic, of course. But I'm, I'm always thinking that, you know, what no matter how much all this is happening, I'm healthy. I'm living. I have two parents. I, you know, I didn't, did not come from an abusive father. So, yes, you know what? it's, it, it's a win for me today. It's a win for me. And, um, so I have this, uh, um, I have this habit of mm-hmm. reminding myself of the things that I have at the end of the day, every single time, because I'm always like, um, so right now I'm struggling with employment, but, uh, um, at the end of the day, I'm like, did I eat supper? Yes. Am I sleeping on a bed? Yes. Is, is there a roof on my, like on my head? Yes. So, it's a win for me. And um, the fourth thing, I think, um, like I said, I'm confident. Um, not all the way confident, but... Get in there. But confident, okay? Sometimes I'm always like, Tam, come on, stop this. You look so good, you know? <laughs> yes, I... I, I, I I I walk, you know. It's all about faking it until we make it. Okay, so I I walk with my head high, and I'm like, yes, here is another day. You know, I'm I'm confident. When I go into, when I walk into a room, and I'm like, yes, time to you know, and um, time to be the best version of yourself. So, and uh, the fifth one, someone once said that um, my happiness is infectious. Like when I'm happy, other people are happy. So I'm gonna take that as my fifth quality that I like about myself I can um I enjoy the joys of life you know i I learn how to have fun, so yeah.
0: Definitely, because I remember... Susan, Susan was one of my first friends here in university. And, like, we used to hang out all the time in, like, first year. And, like, when we... There was this one time, me, her, and our friend Parthana, we went to Duckies. And it was one of my best Duckies experiences ever. So, her happiness is very infectious. And speaking of happiness, what does your happiness mean to you?
1: Um, My happiness to me is when I, um, I'm at peace. Mm. When I am content, you know, I, when I am at that level where nothing is bothering me, you know, I am a place where I have just few people who I care and love. I, my, my, what, it's happiness to me is actually not even success. Yes, I may perform well in studies, but if I'm not at peace, (laughs) then. That is not happiness to me. Yeah. You know, when you sleep on your bed and you just, you don't think about 200 things in your head. That is happiness to me. Nice.
0: So we talked about happiness and you listed five things that you love about yourself. But rapid fire, what are five things that make you happy? And I could tell you two just from knowing you, food and photography. Those are the things I already know.
1: Um, you're not wrong there. (laughs) I think someone can kill me because of food. If you have food in a black truck, yes. Will I go inside? Yes. (laughs) Will I die happy with food in my mouth? Yes. And, um, in photography, yes. I have a print shop, guys. Go and check me out. Yeah. Um, so the other three things that I love that, no, that make me happy. Um, I think it's good friends and family um they um especially see i'm a very picky person when it comes to people who get to to know me yeah i you i i have the kind of boundaries i have acquaintances colleagues then friends exactly you know? as you should be exactly everyone is not worthy of seeing susan exactly so i am a very picky person so i choose people who will who Will protect my happiness. Yeah. You know, so yes, my friends and family are, uh, um, make me happy. And, um, the fourth thing that I love, I mean, that makes me happy is traveling. Ooh. So I am the kind of person who I, I love going to places and adventures. That's why it's so hard in Sackville. But we'll, we'll, it's fine. We'll, we'll go there. But yes, I think, um, People know me. If you're down to go to Halifax, I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's do this. But yes, um, I live in my room, even though I also love my solitude. There's sometimes I'm like, you know, staying in my room, watching the Netflix without no one disturbing me. It's also, um, it makes me happy. And um, my fifth and last thing, I think um, generally whatever that makes me happy this is more of a long-term plan, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I will be happy if I graduate here and I go into a career that will help me um, be the best person out there, that will also help me keep my creative side alive, you mm-hmm. know? So a career that won't tie me down <laughs> I, because I'm not looking for, you know, boring job. So... Yeah, I, nice. I hope I don't get one.
0: Yeah, you will. We're manifesting here. So like I saw this TikTok and it was like, instead of saying, I hope I get say, I already have it and I use it and I already have it. So if you know, you know.
1: exactly. <laughs> 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 so
0: as we begin to come to the end of the podcast, right? What is self-love to you?
1: Oh, um, self-love to me is protecting your peace. I know I say this a lot, but self-love to me, it's, um, it's not about accepting who you are. To me, self-love is mostly, um, are you happy? Just you as you, are you, are you happy with the version of yourself right now? Like if you would. Be in an alternative world, watching yourself, will you be happy with the things that you're doing you know and um so self love to me is mostly like are you doing I like are are you at peace? you know are you doing things that make you content? are you doing the things? are you with people that make you content you know are you it's it's all about Living a very content life. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I know I'm simplifying it so much, but that is self-love to me. That's why I value my solitude time. You know, I'm like, I'm always like, no. When, if I'm going for a walk, most of the times I do it myself. Mostly because that is self-love to me. When I go to a walk with headphones on my phone, n- no one to disturb me. Just me and the world out there. That is self-love to me. Because at that moment, I am at peace. So it's just me with my thoughts, you know, just walking around and all that. So, yes, that's self-love to me. But I would like to make a note here. Um, I know the world of today always pushes people to always be... Self-love, self-love, self-love. And um, I think when it comes to this matter, um, I think instead of telling someone, you know, you should self-love or else no, you know. Yeah. Um, I think you should give them some time because to be honest, pushing, I mean, telling someone you should self-love, it's, it's kind of not fair, you know, yeah. to the to the people that you're telling, you know. So you should let them, Take their moment and choose what works for them. You know, it, it takes time. Like I said, baby steps. So yeah. it takes time.
0: It's not an overnight process and it takes time for you to get there. Mm-hmm. And once you get there, it'll be, it will be the most beautiful thing ever. So as we reach the end of this podcast. Yeah,
1: you say it the first time. The
0: end of, of this podcast full of messages, full of wisdom full of experiences. Mm -hmm. If you could offer any advice to someone else who is in your situation, what is one thing you would say to them?
1: Uh, Okay, so there are two situations here. Uh, Take it wherever you want it. (laughs) When it comes to the first negative experience that we relate as colored people, me and you and all colored people out there, um, honestly, that situation will not be solved anytime soon. The way we're going, it's still 2021, but we're still getting killed out there. Um, so, honestly, um, I think calling out people. You know, calling out people. And I used to be the kind of person who is very humble, you know, mm-hmm. very... I'm like, no, let's not do this. Let's not do... That. Okay. I'm, I still kind of am so that because I don't want to get killed. But if you get a chance, call them out. And it's going to cost you, you know, sometimes. But it's better that that than living in a society where he, you know that he's, they're going to still do it, yeah. you know, to another person. So at least you put it out there, then they'll be like, okay. They will learn. Maybe they will not. But you've done your job, and um, maybe and try to be as successful as you can, because honestly, um, to be um to be in, to live in a world where you um you get chosen because you like even you have to pass through a lot, your resume checks and all that and and whatever, and you still there is like a very 0.001% for you to get chosen into unemployment. It's, it's, it's bad. So yeah. how do we fix this? Um, I think not to give them reasons not to, not to choose them. And, uh, it, it's sad and it, it's going to take a lot of time, but right now I'm on the verge of like, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna, well, in my academics, I'm going to be the best as I can, mm. you know, As you should, sharpening my resume, sharpening my cover letter, so that when I I get the career that I want, exactly, you know. And when I get the career that I want, I'm gonna help other people who went through my situation. But that's to me, on my point. But uh, on other chances, I don't know how we can solve racism. It it honestly. Whoever will have a chance to solve that, I will join them. But <laughs> an answer to that, but I don't know how we're gonna do that. And um, when it comes to body positivity, um, I, I wanna say you should learn to love yourself. But then I'll be, I will not take my own advice that I gave previously. I think um, you should just like uh, once I'm gonna say this again, you should just take again the baby steps you know but and then there are situations see in my situation I was getting it from someone who gave birth to me yeah so I was getting that kind of criticism from someone very close not even friends at school no because you're like you can cut them off no you still I still have to go home and see them mm-hmm. so it, it made me very angry but then there was a come, they came just a point where I just let go. But that cannot work with anybody because sometimes you just get hurt so much. So it's either maybe talk to the people who are hurting you, and sometimes they may never listen. <laughs> so <laughs> just sm- breathe, small breath, you know, and find situations where they make you happy. I remember for me uh when my mom used to say that i used just to take a moment and just talk to my siblings and um mostly to bitch around her behind her back but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah maybe yeah to find situations that make you happy see i have this and also to have this notion where i learned i read this somewhere that clothes are not meant to fit you. You're meant to fit in the clothes. Like, no. Oh, come so, on. Something hey. about you're made, not meant to fit in the clothes, but clothes are meant to fit you. Like, the clothes that you buy, it's not meant to fit, like, you're not meant to fit in it, but you have to choose something you're comfortable at. So, uh, right now, because of this, uh, the body issues and all, I am like, no. We all know that I'm not going to fit in the jeans. Why are we playing these games? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah. Why are we doing this? You know. So I'm all, I'm always like, no, I'm gonna buy the things that I'm comfortable in. I'm not gonna buy things. But also, some people, you know, you buy. They, they tell me that you buy a tank top that is sleeveless, It builds your confidence. But it, it for me, it starts with soft, small steps. First, I buy things that I'm comfortable in. Then, because I believe I'm, if I'm comfortable, then I will walk confidently. You know, out exactly. there. Exactly. So, yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Well, thank you for coming and dropping these messages as you did on this podcast. This was like an interview that I long awaited.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. I was waiting for it for such a long time. And I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to talk about all this stuff. And um, if you get a chance in future again, please don't hesitate.
0: Of course, <laughs> I will not.
1: <laughs> I want to thank you
0: all for joining me on another episode of the I Love Me podcast where Susan came and shared her experiences, shared her thoughts and feelings and how at the end of the day, she loves herself for who she is. My name is Thor. and Susan. And if you would like to check in another episode, come back next week, Saturday for an all new guest. I don't know who yet, but an all new guest filled with insightful wisdom. And I'll see you next week. Bye.